When we talk about instructor credibility, there are a lot of factors at play. Are teachers more credible if they have a master's or PhD? Or does it come down to how they present themselves to their students? For this episode of Full 180, we will be dissecting a text called Instructor Credibility, a chapter from the Handbook of Instructional Communication written by Scott Myers and Matthew Martin. Hi, I am Jago, a sophomore student from the University of the Philippines, Diliman. Join me in this podcast as we navigate the world of instructional communication. As I said, we will be discussing a text by Scott Myers and Matthew Martin. The text delves into the instructor credibility construct, and it begins with a few theories by other academics before getting into how this instructor credibility is identified by their students and also bringing to light an alternative way of measuring how students view the credibility of their instructors. It's probably one of my favorite readings this semester because of how simple it is to follow and I actually used this as one of my primary literature to support the proof of concept for a study in this class, Speech 180. To get into their text about instructor credibility, Myers and Martin started by discussing some theories that really affected the way scholars approached instructor credibility. Of note is Makrosky and Tevin's three-dimensional typology that refers to three concepts, competence, trustworthiness, and goodwill. These three characteristics were actually originally five. Character, sociability, extroversion, composure, and competence. I guess some of the academics thought that this was a bit convoluted and complicated, which led people to further dial it down to just two, competence and character. However, Tevin and Makrosky later identified a third factor, which is known as caring. So this brings us to the current status quo of goodwill, trustworthiness, and competence. And this is pretty much the most widely used measure of instructor credibility today. As for Myers and Martin, They included in their chapter a copy of The Measure of Ethos or Credibility, a very widely used research instrument in the field of instructional communication. It is a three-part questionnaire that measures competence, goodwill, and trustworthiness of instructors. And it includes adjectives like intelligent, untrained, and expert, informed, incompetent, It's pretty much structured in a Likert scale type of way, so it was very easy to administer to participants. Myers and Martin's chapter is kind of a meta-analysis in such a way that they cite preview studies to further crystallize their discussion on instructor credibility. For example, they cite Malinowska's 2000 study about course format in which the researcher found out that there was no correlation between the format of the course and the student's perception of instructor credibility. This means that if a lecture is a small classroom, intimate setup, or one set in a combined multiple class section type of way, there was no effect on the student's view of their instructor's capacity to teach the course material. 
Rather, what had an effect on students' perception of instructor credibility was their teacher's character or the way the teachers approached them. Myers and Martin also further cited a study in which instructors who encouraged students to use technology in class were seen as more trustworthy, open, and caring. Now, this is pretty interesting because it ties into the next section's discussion of communication behaviors. In this section, Myers and Martin tackle factors such as clarity, humor, confirmation, power, self-disclosure, and other aspects of conversations between teachers and their students. One of the first things discussed was the importance of clarity and humor. And I think this is something we can relate to because as a student, I've often preferred instructors who are able to interject some jokes into their class discussions. I feel like it adds a lot of substance, personality, and just really pushes me to engage with the instructor if they're able to add a bit of spice and not just, you know, highfalutin terms or highly technical words because sometimes it can really lead to information overload. And this paper does a good job at trying to make that notion more formal by citing a study by different academics who stated that instructors who spoke in a moderate speed were seen as more credible than those who spoke slowly. I think this is something that manifests in high school students wherein they prefer teachers who talk in a more conversational type of way than those who take a long time just to explain concepts. And I guess it really is something that I can relate to as a student. I really like it if the class discussion is a lot more chill and laid back, just the right speed, because I feel that if it's too fast, I tend to not grasp the concept as much as I could have, and if it's too slow, I tend to lose focus. So I think it's really important for instructors to find that right speed when they are speaking, and it's really crystallized in this paper. In addition, Myers and Martin also cited a study by Dunleavy, which found that instructors who are able to make jokes that land are seen as more competent and caring by students. I think this is just really something to do with the ethos of the teacher, wherein their well-roundedness and conversational skills really do play a part in establishing a relationship with the student. Interestingly, the paper also cites a study where instructors who engage in some sort of self-disclosure are seen as students as more credible. And it's interesting to me because it really highlights the fact that adding a bit of personality and openness can really go a long way in terms of establishing a connection with the student. And besides these meta-analysis of the different studies that Myers and Martin cited, they also put forward a new way to gauge instructor credibility, and that is through the use of online platforms. This is very interesting once again to me because in UP Diliman, there used to be a website called Rate UP Profs or RUPP, and it contained a grading system for profs 
in a similar manner to the typology that I talked about earlier. Before I read this paper, I felt like those categories were just something thought of by the admins at the top of their heads, and and maybe it really was just something that they thought of at the moment, but it also is grounded in goodwill, character, and competence, and that really says a lot about how the typology is accurate in terms of really being a basis for instructor credibility. The study cites things like Facebook, RateMyProfessors.com, and all those different websites that serve as ways for students to evaluate their teachers. And supposedly, if teachers have public social media profiles, it doesn't really detract from their credibility. Rather, instructors who merged their academic and professional demeanor with a Twitter account actually contributed to a rise in enrollment in their classes. So it really shows here that having some sort of personality and connection with a student really does go a long way in terms of establishing your credibility. It subverts the notion that teachers really have to seem high and mighty and all uptight because students really do think that if you're just the right amount of personable, you are more credible. And I guess being the right amount of personable really ties into students' preference for instructors who build connections with them. And I guess for the future of the academe, this paper brings to light some opportunities in terms of investigating the use of social media platforms for teachers to present themselves to students. It also leads credence to the idea that pro-social communication strategies work in favor of establishing a transactional relationship between the teacher and the student. And I guess that's it for my discussion on Myers and Martin's paper about instructor credibility. If you wish to read the paper in its entirety, it is cited below, and you may use the hashtag Full180Speech to tell us your thoughts. Once again, I'd like to thank my professor, Ms. Gray and Keith Pasquale for her modules, which provide a basic framework for these podcast episodes. This has been Jayco. Until the next Full 180.